We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Brothers and sisters, it's really true. God Almighty, the creator of the universe, desires to have an intimate relationship with me and you. That's one of the reasons why he sent Jesus to Calvary's tree, to pay sins dead in full for you and me, to make that opportunity available to you and me. But unfortunately, although that opportunity is there, most Christians don't have it and don't even seem to care. They don't even try to have an intimate relationship with God. And if they do want to, I don't think they know how to. The Bible lays out for us proven pathways that we can take to increase the intimacy of our relationship with God. All of us who are children of God should want to know what those pathways are so we can do what it is that we need to do to have and enjoy increased intimacy with the God who loves me and you. Then we can reap all the benefits of having an intimate relationship with God. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. I said you're just like him. We're just like Jesus Christ. We're sons just like he's a son. But if we're going to be like him, then let's see how he was. If we're going to be like him, let's see how he was. Praise God. Turn over to Hebrews chapter 4. Oh, yeah. We're going to see we just like him. Hebrews chapter 4. Here's what God, here's where Jesus is. And he's the way he wants us to be. He made us to be. Hebrews chapter 4, we'll start reading at verse 14. It says, seeing then we have a great high priest, this is speaking of Jesus, that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the son of God. Let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Was on, in all points tempted like as we are, but yet, Without sin. See, Jesus, although he was tempted, never sinned. Now remember, he stayed close to the Father. Remember, he was a praying man. It's like we praying people. He was a person that continuously communed with his Father. And stayed, kept the heart of his Father, kept the mind of his Father, kept the thoughts of his Father. He said, I don't think anything other than what my Father, I don't say anything other than what my Father say. I don't do anything other than what I see my Father do. Why? Because I'm a close son. I'm an intimate son. And because of that, 
He said, although he was tempted on all points, he never sinned. Never sinned. That word sin right there means a sin. It actually translates a sin. He never sinned a sin, which means not even one time. Now, 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 one of the reasons why that don't move most folk is because they see Jesus as the son of God. As though he is God. Well, he is God. But at the same time, he, when he walked to earth, he didn't walk to earth as God. He walked to earth as man. Filled with God, anointed by God. He walked to earth as man. That's why he took upon flesh and dwelt amongst us. That's why he was birthed from a woman. So that he could be able to come into this earth just like me and you. And have the same opportunities before him as me and you. But Jesus, because he remained a close son, intimate son, that didn't say anything other than what his father said, do anything other than what his father do, that when opportunities to be tempted came to him, he never sinned, not a single time. And you're going to see that as he is, so are you. As he is, so are you. Oh, I'm just a man. <laughs> no, you're not. You're a son of God. Just like he's a son of God. You're fi- you, you, you are filled up with the presence of God, just like he was filled with the fullness of God. You're anointed by God, just like he was anointed by God. The only difference between him and you is a consecrated mindset that made a decision. I ain't going to do nothing other than what my father want me to do. But I got good news. You are a spirit that lives in a body that possesses a soul. Come on, Trey. You are a spirit that lives in a body that possesses a soul. But we walk around like our soul possesses us. Because our thoughts, our, our mindsets, and everything else Decides what we're going to have and what we're going to get. But since you possess your soul, you can control your soul. Since you possess your soul, you can control your soul. Your soul is created, this is deep, to exist forever. But it can be changed. It is designed to exist forever. But it can be changed. You can change your mindset. You can change your view. You can change what you think and you can change what you do. That's one of the reasons why God is inviting us to draw near this year. It's because he wants to change what you think, what you do, so that you can act more like Jesus, like he designed you to. So that you can be able to become the same sinless son. And live it out and experience it and walk in all the benefits that come from it. To live it out, experience it, and walk in all the benefits that come from it. Jesus was never broke a day in his life. Jesus was never sick a day in his life. Jesus wasn't in despair. 
Jesus didn't wonder where or where his next provision was going to come from because he already knew that his father had him because that was a benefit from the close relationship that he had and the communion that he had with his father. He knew his father got him to the point that he never worried about nothing. And then he, the father didn't say, now be ye imitators of Christ and walk in love just like he walked. Now, when we think of that, the first thing we think about is love of our brethren. No, it starts with your love of God. And closeness with God is done by people who have and or learn how to love God. And the more you spend time with God, let me teach you something, the more you're going to love him. And the more you love him, the more that you're going to do what pleases him. And the more you stay around him, the more you'll do what pleases him, not because you're trying to, but because that's just you. Until when God sees you, he's going to say, that's my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. That's my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. And tell other people to hear ye him. Turn to Hebrews chapter 7, please. Hebrews chapter 7. Hallelujah to the living God. This might not be a shouting message, but when you live it out, you're going to be shouting. You're going to be so glad you heard what God said to you. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 26. Here's a second witness, praise God, that Jesus was without sin. It says in verse 26, it says, for such a high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the, high, than the heavens. I love, this, I love this verse. See, this verse tells us what Jesus was and why Jesus was. This verse tells us what Jesus was and it tells us why Jesus was. What Jesus was, meaning who we ought to be. And why Jesus was, speaking of what we ought to do to be like we ought to be. What Jesus was, so that we can find out who we ought to be. And why Jesus was, so we can understand what we ought to do to be like we ought to be. It tells us here that Jesus was, for such a high priest became us, who is holy. Now, when it says he became us, the reason why he became us is so that we can become him. The reason why he became us is so that we could become him. It's called the great exchange, theologically speaking. It's called the great exchange. If you really want to get, get the, deep, the, theologically speaking, well, you know, we ain't got time for all that. Praise God. But there's it, it, an exchange that goes on. Praise God. Whereas, whereas God, ex- through Jesus, exchanged with us who he was so we could become who he is. That's why when we see him, we'll see that's who he is. Because he's us. Just like us. Jesus is holy. It says who is holy. Which is telling you what we ought to be. Holy. That word holy, I like this, means right. Right. Now that's right by intrinsic or divine character. That's right by intrinsic or divine character. Intrinsic character is the character that you already have on the inside of you. 
But I got good news. If you don't have that character all on the inside of you, God will deposit his divine character on the inside of you. And a divine character will override the character that you already have and change you into who it is that you ought to be and allow you to recognize who you ought to be. I know what I'm talking about. I was a liar flat out, but now I'm a man of truth. Praise God. Before I wasn't a nice guy like I am now, but I am now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Before I was a con man. Now I ain't conning nobody no more. Hallelujah. I had an intrinsic nature that was overrode by a divine nature. I was a man of lust. Now I'm a man of love. It's an entirely different world. And God will give you a divine nature which will become your intrinsic nature. That'll just be who you are. It won't be nothing that you try to do. That's just you. Like I don't bite my lip when I see the sisters walk around here with your fine selves. Thinking like, oh my God, I got to act right because they fine and I I need to stay holy because I'm the preacher. No! The divine nature has become my intrinsic nature. It does not have the effect that it used to have. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Why? That comes from being in the presence of God. Staying with God. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Because the more you're around God, the more you'll see God, the more you'll love God, the more you love God, the more you'll line up with God, the more you line up with God, God will line you up with him until before you know it, you'll walk just like you him. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Hallelujah. It'll be, it'll become your intrinsic nature. Look at, look at, look at what else he is. Jesus was, verse 26, holy and harmless. Let me go back to holy. He was right. See, we need, see, see, God wants you to be right in everything. Right about everything. Jesus wants, God wants you to be right in everything. What's the opposite of right? That's the only other option. Praise God is wrong. And see, God don't want you being wrong. God wants you being right. Is anybody hearing me up in here? So that when the devil sends a test your way, you'll be like, whatever. Because you're going to get it right anyway. I used to go to school. I used to take tests. Always had two attitudes during the time of testing. One is like, Oh my goodness, they're giving a test. And the second one was, hey, they're giving a test. What was the difference between the two? How much I studied. Because when I knew the answers, the test wasn't a problem. It's only when I was unsure of the problems, ye double-minded. It was only when I was unsure of the answer, ye double-minded. It's when I was unsure of it, that's when it was a problem. That's when I sweat it. Does that make sense? And God wants to put you in a position that you don't sweat nothing. That no matter what test come your way, you're right. No matter what test come your way, you're right. 
You always have the right answer. Jesus always had the right answer. They would try to tempt him, cause him to fall, do everything else other than what he should do, but he passed them all. 100% on everything. And then told you, be imitators of him. You can do the same thing too. Well, you know, I just, you're going to mess up. No, you don't have to. I got a series coming out real soon, praise God, about how you never have to stumble nor fall. You never have to stumble nor fall. Never have to stumble. You don't have to. God has set it up so that you don't have to. That's why the Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, you think I'm making this up? Turn there. Keep your finger here because we're coming back here. 1 John chapter 2. I ain't going to preach it right now. I'm just going to show you part of it, praise God. 1 John chapter 2. See, I ain't making this stuff up. 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. It says, my little children. Now, who's he talking to? His children. My little children, these things write unto you that you sin not. Which means I wrote this Bible to you so that you never make a mistake. And when any man sins, if, and when any man sins, he didn't say when as in it's inevitable. He said if, which means it don't have to happen. And if any man sin, you mean you can be in a position that you don't sin? Absolutely. And God gave you all the equipment to be able to do so. He wrote everything in his word so that you don't have to do so. So that you don't ever have to make a mistake a day in your life. He recreated you into his image and likeness so you don't have to do so. Only thing that you need to work on is this mind and your heart. Because if you can refill this mind and this heart with what God has to say, then you won't stumble on a single day because you know the answer to every question, every test, everything that comes your way. You already know what to do. Why? Because your father shared with you his word, which tells you his mind on the matter. And you'll have his mind on the matter. And you'll never make a mistake. Whereas when folk tried to take Jesus out, he walked right through the middle of them and didn't even get hurt. When folk tried to trip him up and jam him up, he walked right past him and moved on into what God had in store for him. Nothing could stop him. Nothing could block him. Oh, wait a minute now. He's that one that they couldn't handle. Just like you're going to be. Go back to Hebrews chapter 7, please. For such a high priest became us who is holy, harmless. The word harmless right there means not bad. That means innocent, which means you have the opportunity to be innocent in everything you do. Innocent means not guilty. It's opposite of, of guilty. You're not guilty. Whereas you're not guilty of anything. Hallelujah. God wants you innocent of everything. Whereas you can live an innocent life. You can be able to live an innocent life. Whereas no charge can be brought up against you that can stick. Whereas you be innocent in everything. That's shouting ground. undefiled. The word undefiled means unsoiled. That is pure. Unsoiled. That is pure. Unsoiled means unspotted and unstained. That you can be able to live your life unspotted and unstained. Whereas the dirt of the world don't have to get on you. The crud of this world don't have to get on you. That you can be able to walk around in your holy garments and never get stained. How do I do that? By also living separate from sinners. The word separate means to place room between. 
Here's a good idea. We need to place room between us and sinners. Now, when I say sinners, I'm not talking about necessarily the people. I'm not, ex- I'm not, I'm not, I'm not excluding them, but I'm, but I'm not talking about necessarily just the people. I'm talking about their ways and the way that they do what they do. Place room between us and them. Reflexively, it means to go away from them. To go away from them. Because see, a lot of us are trying to go toward them. We're trying to get closer to them rather than closer to God. We're trying to be more like them rather than more like God. Amen. That's why we're stopping by all the parlors that we can in order to be just as close to them as we can. Parlors, parlors. You know, like tattoo parlors and 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 and, and studding parlors and don't work don't get mad at me while I teach real good up in here. Which <laughs> Amen. I Yes I am. Praise God. Amen. We get into this later. Praise God. We just talk about drawing out of God right now. Let's just stay on that right now. I don't wanna lose nobody yet. Praise God. That we separate ourselves, that we go away from. Quit trying to be as close to the world as we can. It also translates depart. We ought to depart from the sinners. That word sinners right there means the sinful again, the ones that's full of sin. Which once again, this is deep because he's not just talking about a person. He's talking about actions also. Not talking about just a person. He's talking about actions also. So since he's talking about actions also, it can even include saints. Who have not regenerated their mind, who have not yet learned how to operate the way they're supposed to all the time. So therefore they conduct themselves just as though they are sinful. defiling ladies all up in the church and defiling men all up in the church. It used to be just they were defiling ladies, but it take two to tango, praise God. Amen. And so the, the, the defiling men all up in the church, praise God. And I'm talking about not just talking about physically. I'm talking about all emotionally, spiritually, spitting all kind of stupid stuff in people's ears and stuff like that. That's the opposite of everything God got to say. Amen. You tell, you, you tell your so-called Christian friend that somebody says something to you and instead of saying walk in love even as Jesus walked in love, you're like, who they think they are? I tell you, what, this is what you ought to do, baby. This, Honey, this is what you ought to do. I tell you, they bet not have said that to me because if they said that to me, oh, see, wait a minute. Whose representative are you? Gods or the devils? Sinful because you're full of, of, of error, because you're full of wrong and not right, then that's what spit out that day or night. Does that make sense? And defiled them, spotted their garments, and spit all kind of stuff all over them that wasn't supposed to be all over them. And now they're not walking like God want them to walk. Does that make sense to anybody up in here? God needs us to, to separate ourselves from the sinners. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope you've seen that it's true. That God really does want to have a close, intimate relationship with me and you. I hope even more that you're being inspired to do what needs to be done. To take advantage of the pathways of increased intimacy with God that the Bible shares with us that they are there for us. So that we can walk through those pathways into the awesome opportunity to be in an even closer relationship with God Almighty. And enjoy the kind of life that can only happen when we're in a more intimate relationship with Him. 
If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it out your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And speaking of coming through, I invite all the senior saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to an exciting fellowship that's held at Word of Faith just for you. It's called Age of Grace. Age of Grace is a monthly mature adult fellowship for saints aged 55 through 155 from all over San Antonio and surrounding areas that meets the third Saturday of every month from 9.30 a.m. till around 12 noon where our Silver Saints, our Golden Gang, and our Platinum Pack get together for food, fun, fellowship, periodic, inexpensive outings and day trips, and of course, the Word of God. There's no charge with a free will offering will be taken. If you need a ride, VIP Transportation Service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So, if you've been blessed by the Lord to reach the age of grace, that's age 55 through 155, and you're up for hanging out with some other saints your age who love God, love the Word of God, and still love having fun and fellowshipping too, then Age of Grace Fellowship at Word of Faith is the perfect fellowship for you. So come on through and bring some other word-loving, fun-loving saints who are in the Age of Grace with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. And don't forget, if you're 156 years or older, don't worry. Just call me up. I'll get you in. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word that we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.